Welcome back to Push Push. I'm Danielle Davis. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we're with you with a girlfriend's guide to F1 racing. We're back in the closet after a week in what felt like an eternity <laughs> in Austin. We did a tour. <laughs> I'm still recovering. It's Friday. We were there a week ago. And I'm still a little unwell. Yeah. It took a long time to, I mean, we, but we went so hard in the paint. Oh, we, yeah, for we did. For so many days in a row that when we finally came back to Kentucky, it just felt like we were really slow. My system was shook. Yeah. It was like, what are you doing? What, and it what's was happening? like, when do we have a Bloody Mary? And I'm like, oh, body, it's Wednesday. And then we have to do life again. We did too many things. Too yeah. many things. So yeah. many Bloody Marys. We did. And we did the most. We did the absolute most. So we really did. What We can talk about what we did off the grid, but what we did off the grid is 100% at the grid, which well, and super fun. Ev- and everything since that has been recovering from our time <laughs> on the grid. We're all just, just kind of melting back into reality. You know what happened, Danielle? We got gridlocked. We- oh, look at us. <laughs> puns on puns on puns. <laughs> all day, every day. Shannon's driving the bus today because beep, I'm, beep. Well, like I mentioned, I'm still unwell. And she's also been a very busy girl with her big girl job. And I did not have a very busy week this week. So I was like, don't worry, I got you. And I was like, thank you so much. Because I traveled for what felt like 17 years on Monday coming home and then landed and had to go to a work dinner. And that really hit my soul hard. (laughs) Smacked you in the face. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. Well, we are going to recap the weekend. We had a lot of firsts for both of us with this but we oh had gosh, so many so, so much, much fun. fun the i mean like we said the most fun so much fun so starting with the experience so we were there we i got there on wednesday you got there on thursday mm-hmm. and it, people were like why are you there so early like what's going on so danielle tell us what happens why do you need to go to an f1 event on a thursday yeah i got a lot of questions from my friends on this that are like less knowledgeable And they're like, well, what are you going to do in Austin from Thursday until Sunday? Isn't the race on Sunday? And I was like, friends, there's so much to do. (laughs) I kind of equated it like um, it's kind of like the whole event was like a race meets the state fair meets like March Madness tournament vibes where you're going to a basketball game like every single day or, you know, any of those kind of tournament basketball things meets. Like every sporting event, it was everything meets a concert, meets a fall, like meets a music festival. It was everything in one. But on Thursday, we went and we did a really awesome pit walk. Mm-hmm. We kind of just, we also got a, like a lay of the land. Yeah, which was really important because the track, the Coda track is it's huge, far and and it's also yes, it's like thirty minutes outside of Austin. So it's it, you know it's you gotta expect it's gonna take you a while to yeah, get there. And it's, it's not like when you go to a game, you know, in the city where you can just like walk to the stadium, right? So you have to really plan your day, and when you commit to going out that far, you oh, you're out there, out there, <laughs> like and you it, live there for the how, however you long you choose to stay. And it there's so many people. I mean, this set. Um, a record of the most attended three-day sports event. And it had like over 400,000 people, I think is what the final total was. Was it like 480,000? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. I was actually trying to pull it up, but it's fine. Um, So there's a lot of people. And when you think a lot of people who aren't actually driving their cars because they don't want to drive out there. So you've got, you know, a clog of... People, oh, yeah, the you know, traffic. yeah, the traffic is just well. It's a two lane, crazy two lane road, and in, there's in not and that many roads that lead to this place. So no. there's, you know, we kept thinking about this. Like the design to get in and out of this place was not very well thought. I'm of. no traffic engineer, but I feel like we could make some improvements. <laughs> we could do a lot better. We yeah. really could. But so, the track itself is it's huge. massive. So massive. we went on Thursday and kind of like got our bearings, figured out where our seats were checked the whole thing out not much was open on Thursday except for a couple merch booths but um which obviously we got lots of merch plenty of merch um and it was good that we went on Thursday because I feel like we got some hot merch we did because when you have 400,000 people the merch (laughs) merch goes quick so it was smart because then if you get it on day one you don't have to carry it around you can just put it back in your hotel you can wear it yeah whatever you want to do it it was great so then on Friday we went for the practice rounds we got out Got out there bright and early. Which I'm so glad we did. Oh, yeah. And we watched the practice rounds. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday was qualifying. Practice rounds, last practice rounds, and then qualifying. 
and then this race on Sunday. But those are the F1 things, What which I didn't even realize. I mean, I vaguely knew, but didn't really have a full understanding of is that we watched a women's race. We watched a couple of women's like there was a women's race that was a two day there was a Formula Four race mm-hmm. and all the things that go with that. There were fun um, like demos. Daniel Ricardo did a demo with um, where he drove Dale Earnhardt's eighty four race Carlo. car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like so much other stuff that's happening on the track, off the track. Saturday night, first off Saturday, we were at Coda from we left our hotel what nine thirty nine thirty. And we did not return until it was like 1030. It was, yeah, it was close to like 10 o'clock when we got home. Because there was a Billy Joel concert at this <laughs> massive, like whole other. Yeah. There's... We walked for 40 minutes. It felt like. I wasn't sure that we were still at the track and they're like, no, no, we are. I'm like, are you sure? Cause in, it's dark out here and I don't feel like I've seen any part of this. And like, we just haven't walked this far. I'm like, is this still part of the track? Yeah, it was wild. And then we stumbled into this like Burning Man art installation. There's like a skee-ball pit that had fire. Yes. And I'm not joking. I was not. Yeah. (laughs) I was not so like inebriated that I, there was things spinning fire. It was like a full Burning Man moment. There was an octopus that had fire Fire. coming out of all the tentacles there. And it was like blowing up. And then there was like a land of psychedelic mushrooms that I still don't know what they were there for but yeah. I couldn't stop looking at it. was a whole them. like Alice in Wonderland set. Yes. And then we just got to the very like brink of the concert and then it felt like there was still another 40 minutes of walking to the sea of humanity at this Billy Joel concert was wild. It was crazy because this is after you know after qualities everything's done so I'm, I'm thinking there's still a shit ton of people that are leaving the track. Yeah. But there's still a mass of people coming in, coming in for the Billy Joel thing, and like we're we there. It didn't matter how if we had tickets to this thing or not. Like there was no way we were getting any closer oh, no, to no, where no. we were, and we were in the furthest part that you could possibly be from the stage. And I'm like, where are they going to put all these people? It was wild, especially coming out of like COVID times. <laughs> like being around. I mean, I wasn't you know nervous or worried or anything like that, but it's just like you hadn't seen that many people. That close together. All, yeah. I mean, they just, the people kept coming. It felt very, <laughs> it felt very like I equate everything to an apocalypse. <laughs> very apocalypse oriented. Um, but it had some end of the world vibes. I'm like, where are all these people running to? They're all going places. Where are they coming? Where are they going? Things are on fire. What's happening? What, where did we get to? I just came to this, this race. And the crazy thing was Billy Joel was included with our ticket. Yeah. So like you, you, everybody that paid to come had tickets to him. So they were like, everybody should come at the same time and see him. Like, what? <laughs> what? We listened to a few songs and then we we're like, we got to go. Yeah. Because we're going to be here for forever if we wait. For we're this, never going to we stay get any longer. Here. Yeah. But also, you guys, I didn't realize this about Danielle. And I'm not sure she realized this either. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> but she knows a lot of <laughs> Billy Joel lyrics. And I'm talking like obscure songs that I'm like, he sings this. And she's like, yeah, it's on this album. And like, it's like <laughs> she was reincarnated as a backup dancer for Billy Joel. <laughs> And I'm like, I what really, is happening right I really now? didn't know that I had this affinity for Billy Joel, but every song I was like, oh, this is a cut. When I talk about Danielle at a festival, I've seen it with my own eyes because <laughs> she was dancing like she was, the Pied Piper was singing the tunes and she was trying to get to the magic land. I'm like, Danielle, I didn't know Billy Joel could do this to you. I didn't either. Like when they said Billy Joel's performing, I'm like, oh, well, this okay. could be cool. Like uh, Billy Joel, big star. Let's listen to some tunes. And then I realized that I'm, well-versed in the Billy Joel, the Piano Man's catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe my parents listened to it a lot as a kid. I don't know. I also have like a Rain Man thing for song lyrics. Oh, okay. So I can hear a song like only a few times and know all and the know words. know the whole thing. Yeah. It's well, a talent that does nothing for you in your everyday life. Well, but... your cells remembered it because they oh, just, yeah. they came a... I came straight into it. Yeah. Yes. Rushing back. People, <laughs> Shannon, Drew, and Dan were all looking at me like, why do you know this song? And I'm like, don't know. Don't know. But it's a cut <laughs> and I'm going to bop to it. So... <laughs> and bop she did. I did. I did a little bopping. But um, yeah, once we were out at the edge of the world at Dakota, I was like, we got to turn back. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Yeah. we. I think we'd all hit the wall at the same time on Saturday oh, night. Yeah. We were like, and in scene. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> we but took it our was... kettle corn and walked home. <laughs> we did. We had a massive bag of kettle corn. It was the only thing keeping us going. Mm-hmm. But the race is crazy or just the the racetrack the circuit of the americas is wild because like i said it was festival like derby 
Meets game like, day. Game, everything. Meets, yeah. But um, they had such a good food experience too. Yes. They had like really cool food trucks from um, the Austin area. They had this whole like food um, on this like green area where there's tents, but there was restaurants that are like premium restaurants from Austin that were serving. Shannon got some delicious, we both did, got some delicious ramen. I swear some of the best ramen I think I've ever had. And I was like, I mean, we went back for a second bowl. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so good. Like, um, I wasn't experienced. I would never have thought I'm going to go to an F1 <laughs> race and I'm going to have ramen. Yeah. On fake grass. But they put a really big premium on, on a high, like high quality food ex- like experience. Mm-hmm. Then there's like festival rides. It was just... So much. There's a roller coaster. My husband has ADD and he was in, he was overstimulated. He was like a ping pong ball. Like, where, <laughs> where's Drew? I don't know. It's all over the place. Yeah. But it, I mean, I can't say enough of how cool the experience was. I will say the traffic was the Not whole ideal. process of getting to and from the track. They got to... You yeah. got to make some adjustments. So where we kind of won yes. on this, I'm going to say it was Thursday, Thursday that we yeah. met our Lyft driver. Uh, he picked us up from our hotel, which we were not staying close to really anything. Um, but he picked us up and we really liked him. Although he didn't speak a lot of English. No. Danielle and I could communicate enough with Spanish mm-hmm. that we were like, okay, we got we it. We dropped a little bit of Spanish knowledge and he was like, yeah. okay. He's like, okay, I don't okay. like these girls. Uh, so then he just became our guy. So we just, we got his number and we would just text him when we needed him. And he legit saved the day it was by far the best move we made all weekend yes it was lots of credit and hand claps to dan shannon's husband <laughs> who was like we got to get make this a ride yeah because dan spotted the nice ride he had mm-hmm. what was it like a it was like a Tahoe gmc or, yeah like yeah. a big one but it was nice and it's clean, spacious spacious and he said that we need to make this our guy. Mm-hmm. So we, we did. We did. And he came to get us every day to and from the track. And he was like, as long as you're patient and you're not in a hurry. I'm like, nope, we're good. We'll wait for you. Yeah. It's good. He's like, it's going to take me a long time. I'm like, it's fine. Because That's I fine. talked to a guy next to me on my plane, uh, one of my flights home, who came with a group of buddies. And he said that they waited an hour just to get on a school bus. There's this like never ending line of school buses that were doing... Um, trips back and forth and he's like I waited just in an hour just to get to the school bus line and he's like then we had to ride you know like another it took him another hour to get home yeah and I, that sounded like some fresh hell I think one of our our friends the uh, sports Anissa she waited two hours to get on one of the shuttle buses Shoot. and I was like that is a long time yeah long time so it, it having our friend Arnaldo made it like so great. We it loved totally so elevated our experience. We felt very the premium. Yeah, and we then did not get a helicopter ride to and from the track. We said next time we definitely were going to save our pennies <laughs> and we're going to make that happen at least once. Because you know all of the high rollers were just floating in. They were not sitting in traffic. They were not. All you would see all weekend long were helis just coming in, coming out, coming yeah, in, bopping I'm in like, and out. Is that Toto? Is it Lewis? Also, running joke of the know. weekend was that every <laughs> every guy over six foot tall in a nice black pant and a Mercedes button down. Shannon, I think that's Toto. I did. I think it's Toto. And I'm like, Shannon, that guy's 25 years old <laughs> and probably doesn't even see Toto on a regular basis. <laughs> every time we saw a car, she'd look in, she'd see a white button down. That's Toto. That's Toto. I was convinced. But then I, I finally saw, saw him on the grid at the end of the day. I was like, look, there he is. I see him for real. She was the girl that qu- cried Toto <laughs> the whole weekend. We're like, that's not Toto. Then we just started saying it to random people. We'd be like, there's Toto. <laughs> uh, but we, she, she but did was, see him yeah, finally. I and see him. it was great. We saw Pierre. We did. We had a Pierre encounter. We did have a Pierre and Yuki. Yeah. Because Yuki was driving the car that Pierre was in. But we were um, doing the pit walk on our first day and we were leaving and walking across the hot track. Hot track, which means there's a car on the track. So if you're ever at a racetrack and they're like, hot track, what does that mean? There's a car on the track. So we were getting some photo, doing some photo work on the track and they yelled hot uh, hot track and turned and saw this um, like... It was like a 90s Acura. It was like a vintage uh, Honda Acura, like yeah, fast. Yeah, like a fancy one. Yeah. Um, like it wasn't like the one, you know, your it's grandma like the drives pre- in the yeah. neighborhood. Like it was a <laughs> premium, too fast, too furious. Yes. <clears throat> and I like just looked over and locked eyes and I squealed with delight. That's Pierre. Yep. 
Pierre guessing? I think we told you this guy. Yeah, we told him in our last episode. But I'm still living in that moment. Also, time's a flat circle. It was fantastic. Sorry for that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I'm really excited about it. It's okay. I loved it too. It was awesome. But we saw, we saw Charles. We did see Charles. We saw Daniel. Saw Daniel. A lot of Daniel. Texas loved Daniel. Daniel loves Texas. Daniel was doing the most. Daniel did the most. He knows how to do it right. And you know what? I love that for him. We made it on the big screen. Well, me and Dan made it on the big screen. Shannon went to the bathroom at a very inopportune time. And she's still in her feelings about I'm, it. I'm not happy. We had matching t-shirts. We looked like a family at Disney World. We did. We had push-push t-shirts. <laughs> Without children. Without just, children. Just matching. Although people were like, where'd you get those shirts? And we're like, like it's our podcast. They were great for branding. Again, hats off to Dan. He's like, save the shirts for Sunday. Yes. Guarantee we'll get screen time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I trust you. And we did. We were in a great spot for screen time. Mm-hmm. We were right in front of the DJ booth. DJ Buck Rogers. He's our boy. <laughs> and our and our boy Danny on the mic. <laughs> and he came over and we had a moment because it was Dan, Danielle, and Danny. No Shannon. <laughs> no Shannon. Once again, my small bladder has taken me down. <laughs> and we had a full little combo and we got some great airtime for the push push. Yeah. I Even think- one of our friends uh, that we met yep. at the track, which was super fun. She caught it on camera. She did. Our, our pit crew came through and she's like, I got you guys on camera. And I was like, oh, except for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> which is great. Which is great. I, I loved it. Shannon. It was great. Loved it so None much. None for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> Sorry, I try and work in some mean girl quotes every day into my life. And there we go. We got one on the pod. Congratulations. Shannon came up at the end like, what's happening? What's happening? Wait, this TV time? Oh, if there's anything I love, it's a camera and a microphone. I love both so much. She was so ready for it too. And I've been practicing my pitch the whole time. It Dan was, says, don't go to the bathroom. You know, it's getting too close to time. I, I bet we're going to be on. Soon. I know he was even the, our guy, Danny, he was saving us mm-hmm. for the end. He, yeah. He's like, these are our girls because mm-hmm. we had been very interactive the entire time. We had been like, yeah, I mean, the crowd needed to get wild. We got wild. We got wild. Yeah. We brought the crowd with us. When the cameraman gave us the, the you know, the, like, the look that we needed to bring the energy. We brought the energy every time we make for great TV. <laughs> except when you're in the except bathroom. When, <laughs> except when you're not there. <laughs> so that was a hit for Shannon. But let's. Yeah. But for, okay, so we got this question quite a bit in the DMs of like, how was the actual race? The race was awesome, but also not that exciting. Yeah. I said it. Okay, so it's not exciting because we couldn't see the whole race. Now, did you go back and watch the race yet? No, but. Because it's fucking wild. Like, is it? <laughs> yes. But there was no crashes. Okay, no, but it's good racing. I mean, I, the pit stops were really cool. Yes, that was neat because Again, we were right in front of the McLaren pit stop. And so the Mercedes the and yes. the Red Bull, like very close yeah. to all three of those. We were where you wanted to be in front of pit row, which yeah. was really fucking cool. Um, and something that I wasn't prepared for, but found super neat was like the amount I could feel, like the vibrations of yeah. like when the cars go by, like it shakes your body and you're like, oh, yeah. like you don't get that from TV. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously. But like, you know, it's going to be loud. You know, it's going to be like... Everything it wasn't you as expect. loud as I expected, though. Oh, really? Because I was like... But maybe... I think that you and maybe Drew have baby ears. Because you guys kept ear. I kept my little ear thingies in. I didn't wear them once. Yeah. My husband can't hear, so he was like... What? This is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think the pit stops were really cool. And you can obviously eyeball it and see when it's been yeah. you know, good and when it's been bad. And the strategy of that. I will say that the person that they had um, calling the race... At Austin, one guy, 10 out of 10. So good. The other guy was like so dry Two and troll and boring. I mean, he would have been great to talk about a chess match. Oh, yeah. He was not so a dry. Formula One Grand Prix. The, he, there was not a level of enthusiasm and excitement. It was just, I didn't love it. I didn't either. And, I mean, there were multiple people around us. They were like, God, this guy's terrible. And he was like, bringing right? down the mood. <laughs> he was. I'm like Buck Rogers just got us hyped and you're like bringing it down 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 yeah and the other guy was incredible it was great yeah, he was so good I think he was really trying to bring he knew yeah like he could he read the tea leaves and he's like no this guy's not I it. mean honestly I feel like they could have just picked somebody random from the crowd yeah who could have done a much better job mm-hmm. agreed yeah even if they didn't know enough about the race they could have at least brought the energy so a little up. bit of spice or something yeah there certainly was at least 
15,000 people at that race that have could have done a better job. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> yeah. So watching the race was interesting. I mean, it's neat to be there to see it and to the like, start. The start was wild. And it's crazy so how many cool. people are on the track. I mean, you see it on TV, but it's like a whole, yeah. a whole setup out there and how they all roll in and they're just like marching celebrities up and down. And I'm like, these guys are about to go to work. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, who gets this Serena kind of... Serena Williams is just bopping through. Yeah. May and Stallion just... She's coming through in her hot body suit. Her cash app sponsored <laughs> nuts, mesh spandex. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's great. But so great. So fun to see all of like just the pageantry and like the excitement. And I mean, it's electric. I think yeah. that's the best word you can do. Like, you feel the race. it. It's yeah. palpable. It's amazing. Um, and but, that energy like in the whole crowd. Oh, gosh. I mean, and where we were sitting, we were surrounded by Red Bull fans everywhere. So well, there was a lot of Red Bull Red Bull fans there in general. I think. Yes. Shit, like all the Checo love. They definitely showed up. Um, and so that I liked it for them because, I mean, obviously being around them, like you, it just got so loud every time the 11 yeah. and the 33 drove by. It was just like you could just tell they were so excited, which they should be. Yeah. You know, they're Red Bull fans. Um, so I loved that for them I thought that was really neat it's just, but when you're you know just one of few non-Red Bull fans in the area you're like well, okay but you but know. it's not like a a football game or where yes. it's like contentious you know what I mean Correct. like it's not like you're at an away game feeling nervous about yeah. being in a different jersey it's right. like it's an understood amongst everyone it's you know well there's like tw- you know 10 yeah. teams so right I mean, of course, there's like some rivalry and stuff, but it's not one of those. That's what I think is a really cool differentiator about this Um, because you are like rooting for a team. Yes. But there's not that like friction. Yeah. That tension between fans that exists if you're at a a regular sporting event. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, But as far as the race itself goes, I did think it was. I, w- I kept telling Dan, I was like, oh, I hate that I can't hear the onboard. I hate mm-hmm. that, like, I can't, like, see what's happening, like, at every turn. I mean, that you could tell, like, they would put it on the big screen, but it's not the same of, like, hearing commentators and hearing the onboard and, like, just watching the combat happen, like, on the road. You're like, oh. I felt like I wanted to be one of those um, old men at a football or basketball game that listens to the radio coverage. Yeah. <laughs> they, which is funny because there was a, a friend of mine who was like, "What well, did you listen to that?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "No, there's there's like a radio you can listen to that like you get yeah. the onboard as you." And I was well, it's like, kind of like if you've ever been to a golf, um, like the yes. Ryder Cup does that, where they mm-hmm. give you um, like a heads like yeah. a little radio set to listen to, and you can tune into like the American broadcaster or the or there's like different broadcasts. They, that would have been a cool thing, to, like yeah. You know, to if have, they want to up that, that would be a great way for them to make money too. Yeah, I, mean, that, you could I think easily, that they do have that. That is, but yeah, I, I didn't, didn't see that. I didn't know that that was an option. I was like, oh, that's well. A thing. I went to many merch tents. Well, no, I think it's now it's an app, so oh. like you can tune into it. But like, even if they way. did it like where you like had old to school, buy, yeah, yeah. And I, if I would have known, I would have done it. I just didn't know that was an option. But yeah, I I would have loved to have been like you know my grandpa turning on the radio and listening yeah. to the game that way. <laughs> <laughs> So getting into the actual race itself, um, you know, coming off of the first lap when Lewis comes out of the gate and kind of pushes Max out and then oh, takes I the lead. I the, was like, the, exci- the start was so exciting. So exciting. And um, you could see the full first turn and that first yeah. turn is wild. So fun to watch. Uh, so that was really neat. And then what became a bigger story that I think we couldn't see when it was happening, but understood yeah. quickly was that the tires were becoming an issue for everybody yeah. because the track was so heated. They were the tires weren't having much grip, so everybody was trying to come in and get the tire situation settled. Which I meant for us that we got to see a lot of pit yes. action, and which they, was cool. They pitted early, which yeah. we all were like, "Whoa!" What's yeah, happening? no, somebody came yeah. in and we were like, "Whoa! What Already? are you doing over here?" Yeah, like, what <laughs> we weren't expecting you. Yeah, like, this is crazy. Um, so when I was listening to some footage on this that Max really just got really lucky with his tire situation because his degradation didn't really start happening until like the second to the last lap so what he which he gambled they all gambled at right. Red Bull of like all right let's pull him in get him in early and then he can use the tires to his advantage but he knew at some point the tires We're kind of like lose. would turn back into the, you know the pumpkin, the pumpkin like, yeah. yeah he only had a certain amount of time yeah. on him. Um, but then he got super fucking lucky because he was able to DRS with Schumacher which Shannon went on a rant on this on oh our microphone. I did. I was so mad about it. I was like, Pah. I mean, it's not cheating by any means, but like 
it's interesting. It sounds like smart racing. It's it was smart racing, but there's also controversy about like how he came into the corner and like how it shouldn't have been allowed to like the way that he entered should not have been allowed, which put him into the range to do DRS with Schumacher. So it, again, it's kind of like one of those like perfect storms. It doesn't happen yeah. very often, but when it did, it's legit gave him like a 1.4 advantage, which he won by 1.3. So I'm like, <laughs> but. Though I say all of that to say that when Lewis came in second, he was only 1.3 seconds behind. Yeah, it was close. Matt, so it was very close. So I if felt like we would have had like three really... more laps, then Lewis, I mean, he was on better tires. I mean, he got the fastest lap. So like he would have had to catch up. He would have eventually had to, yes, yeah. caught up and, and overtook him because Max's tires were starting to degrade. Well, but you know, you friends, know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's not what happened. That's so not we, how it went. Max gets pole position. Lewis gets P two. Checo gets P three. Felt like the beginning of the season again. It did, man. Uh, you know, I don't love a double podium or a Red Bull podium. It's I just know. not my favorite. But the people were so thrilled. Again, the loving Checo. it for the Checo fans. I I loved it so much for them because there were so many, so many, so many, and I'm sure we're gonna see the same thing again. You know, oh, in Mexico. In Mexico like, that was just like a. That was a primer, like a yeah. prep for Mexico, because that was probably small. Yeah, compared scale to what we're going to see. What we're going to see at this <laughs> yeah. next race. And then speaking of Checo, so Checo had some issues going into the race. He had not been feeling well. He had, which he, <laughs> some say it was a cold, some say Checo himself said he had diarrhea. He's just like, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay. Checo was like, nope, I had diarrhea. I was not doing well going into the race. <laughs> he was, was unwell. He was unwell. He was dehydrated. He's like, I don't know what happened. But also lap one, he loses his straw and he's yeah. not able to get water for the entire race. So like you're doing 56 laps dehydrated from having the squirts and then being inside of a car that's also so fucking hot. It's 90 degrees outside. He said it was physically the hardest race he's ever oh, I'm raced. I'm sure. I'm like, it was hot. So hot. And we At weren't even in a said, race car. <laughs> I mean, it was hot. It was so hot. I mean, and we all know that there are certain racers who are a little thirsty, yeah. but <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, uh, but <laughs> Checo was actually very thirsty, very thirsty. I mean, you, it would be hard not to pass out or like not yeah. pass out, but like get loopy. Like well, that's, if you're super dehydrated. Yeah. And I think about how like your reaction time. Oh yeah. Um, and the fact that, I mean, he finished P3 with all of these physical things against him. I'm like, God, that's. I don't think I give him enough credit for being a great driver to be yeah. able to like overcome that. But like, holy just, cow. And the physical stamina. Yes, the physical stamina. And I mean, just even, mentally even just being like, is that a car? I, I mean, and he's by no means old, but he's not one of the youngest racers too. So, you know, it's just obviously I'm feeling him every day, but each year, like it's, it's a different thing. And then you're in a yes. car like that, like yeah. without the water. Anyways, it's a very, like, it's a big feat. It is a very big feat. And then it prompted, cause one of our uh, pit crew friends popped in the DMs and was like, can you explain how, like, how does one lose a straw? Like, how does this fail? And, this? Then, and then I was like, Ooh, okay. And then Shannon saw a rabbit hole that she wanted to jump I down. Did. I was like, Oh, this is so gonna now great. she's going to present to us <laughs> how her findings. The drink hydration situation work in these. I'm excited um, to hear about this. Yeah, she's kept so, this from me. I, I'm going to learn it along with all of you. You guys, this is fascinating to me. So they do have a tube that's in their helmet. Right. Okay. That's connected to the helmet that is um, fed through and there's a, a pouch. Um, and the pouch can be filled with whatever the driver wants. Most people choose. Is like, Max is full of Red Bull? <laughs> I did. I was like, who drinks what? Um, most of them is like vitamins minerals electrolytes like it's like a hydration type like a their own like gatorade, gatorade blend yeah exactly but the cool thing is is that the button is on the steering wheel that releases the liquid you don't like it's not like a straw you don't just well, like, there is a straw in the helmet mm -hmm. but it's everything is connected like the water will release when you press the button on the steering wheel and i was like no way that's, that's a lot of like I mean, obviously they're incredible, and yeah. it's like driving a plane. Like, well, but yes, so many buttons. There's so many buttons, and I was like, huh, okay. Um, so usually it's attached to the cockpit itself, but it's also fitted with the pump. Um, and despite the complicated technology behind the F1 cars, the drink system is relatively very simple. Well, I could have. I mean, I'm sure it's just like a super fancy Camelback. Pretty much, yeah. So then I was like, huh, interesting. 
Did you know the average helmet is $4,000? Oh, yeah. I knew that those were super expensive. Yeah. Because actually also one of my friends once saw Lewis Hamilton at the airport here um, because in Louisville because he used to date Nicole Scherzinger who's from here. But anyways, <laughs> she didn't realize who it was. She just knew that he looked... Um, you can just tell like a famous person because like their yeah. skin is nicer than all of ours <laughs> and their clothes are fancier and, and they just honestly, like walk with like a different skin is that of angels. Oh, they it's just give off a different like aura. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh, this guy is somebody. And she did some, you know, light Googling and yeah. found out that it was Lewis Hamilton. But she's like, I knew he had to be a racer because he was carrying his helmet. Yeah. She's like, why would, why in the hell would he carry that? And I'm like, oh, they're really expensive. And he probably like didn't want to risk do you want to guess Shipping how it. many they have per season? Mm, uh, 12. 15. Oh, it's close. Mm-hmm. 15 to 16 helmets. They probably get so sweaty. Season. Yeah. But you also think about like the impact that they go through, the the wearing down that they go through. Well, and then they also do like novelty helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Which they call the ones them. From tech, they're called lids. They yeah. call their helmets lids. Yeah. But, um, but they do like so many. That's like their, you know. Their flex of like a, a all jersey. black uniform. Yeah. yeah. You can't really change your car. Well, I guess if you're Aston Martin, you can. Honda did this week, this Austin race. They were oh, had yeah. Acura on the back. They did. Mm-hmm. And didn't somebody have, didn't they paint the car white one time? No, they did it in, that, was, uh, that was the last, last race. race. Yeah. Um, and it was like the, it was also the Red Bull for, for to like mark their relationship with Honda. Yeah. Um, so then it prompted me to think too when I'm looking at all these things for the helmet I'm like I'm always curious you know when they get out of the car and they take off like the first layer of the jumpsuit and then they have what I call like the you know under armor stuff their body their body suit (laughs) it's like you know that form-fitted stuff it always looks like it's connected to the suit itself because I'm like it never pops up you never seen like a pinkaboo skin like how long is this thing (laughs) you know this is where my head goes and I'm sure I can't be the only one like I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like Shannon I wondered the same thing well friends I did the work (laughs) so this is I just always assumed that like their butts just held the pants up but no well I mean not many of them they're not really having those high tushes you know what I mean (laughs) it slides right down um but they wear like thermal underwear that is like their flame retardant. So oh, like it's yeah, an yeah. extra layer of like when Protection. Groshan yeah, got, got that fireball, fire. yeah. um, that stuff really helped save his life because it's flame retardant and it helped propel away. But like they have to wear, it's like a, a skin layer that's like the body armor kind of stuff or under armor. And then the actual suit that goes on top of that. I was like, interesting, because I just was like, is it connected? Because it never seems. I mean, to I move, didn't but... think they were wearing like you know random shorts and a tee under there. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, so it's not actually connected to the actual, actual zip suit. up. Yeah. It's it's a top, it's leggings, and then it's the jumpsuit. Nice. Yeah. Good so to know. That's my. That's a good. Did investigative. You know? That's a good. Did you know? Thank you. I Thank loved you, it. Friend. I loved it so much. Yeah. But let's talk about what we didn't love. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about that. I know we're, this is going to be a longer episode, but you know, we were in Austin, so. Yes. And I'm also going to need two minutes of Lewis Love because I have a fun story, but go ahead. Oh, a fun story. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to talk about our absolutely nots oh, of the race. Yes. Which mine, it, first off, it was hot as Hades. <laughs> what did you say it was? I said once that it was hotter than Satan's asshole. <laughs> And I stick by that because it was hot. It was so hot. We were in the shade and most of the time and that was lovely. But the minute that I felt like an ant underneath a magnifying glass. Yes. And I'm from Florida. Like it's South Florida. Like it's hot there. But this is a different kind of hot. This was like you could have fried bacon on the track. Hot. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But we saw some people who threw caution to the wind with their outfits and said, I don't care. Okay. Let's break down this for a moment. If you are in the paddock. You have every right to wear whatever, yeah, whatever the fuck you, you want. want to wear. You yeah. are Live as your leash life. as you want to be in the paddock. Yeah, you've got that pumping AC. You don't have to walk far because you've been hellied in. Yeah. And you probably are going to just walk to some booth to drink champagne or maybe get a little You'll definitely cappuccino off of a golf cart ride. Cup. You're not having to walk far. So you wear your shoes how you want to wear your shoes. Although even still, you should probably keep it somewhat sensible. I do think you should always cover your toes at a racetrack because you're at a racetrack. I also have a hard stance about like if you're at any sort of festival atmosphere, I don't love a loose toe. Yeah, you got to really protect those piggies, man. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly you got to protect them. Like most of the time people just don't need to see your feet either. I mean, I love a sandal. Don't get me wrong. No, I know. But like some people, we don't don't need to see. I also don't want to step in, you know 
unidentified substance and then it's on my foot for the rest of the day and I'm curious I'm going to get MRSA through my pinky toe. Like, not interested. Yeah. Don't want to. Well, there were some people who were not going to get MRSA through their pinky toes because they were wearing a like eight inch stiletto leather boot. One lady in particular. Yes. And the boot was fancy. The boot was very fancy, very spindle heel. It was, but there was no platform. It was just a very hard soled stiletto pointy toe boot. And she wore it with a red legging that had a checker flag up the side. And a matching top. She's I mean, serving it was, a Luke. She definitely was going for her Luke. Um, but her shoe choice was questionable at best because I was hoping, you know she was regretting her decision about an hour later. I was hoping she had a, uh, a flat sandal. Yeah. <laughs> but I did run into her later on in the afternoon and she had on a red Tom. So she had taken off her Oh, her she black, brought a sensible she shoe. Brought a sensible shoe because she knew. I'm assuming she was like, I've been here before. <laughs> I know this is going to oh, So she me. just walked to the paddock or she just walked like the grandstand area to serve her look. Yes. And then she's like, let me slip on these toms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Okay. Respect. You, you come around. Respect. Um, I did see, because I, Dan and I went to the top of the, um, the grid so that we could watch the lights go down up there. And it was, just, it was wild. Okay. There was like a whole bunch of Hulk mania people up there with us. It was, it was a crazy town, but on my way back, um, there were three women who were in like leather mini skirts and like a leather tank. Um, two of them had on red bottoms. One had on like the Rockstead um, Valentinos. And I'm like, so much leather. There was why? so much leather. And I was like, guys, it's so hot. Right. Like, did I miss the memo that leather is now breathable and it doesn't create a swampy effect when it's on <laughs> yes. your hot ass skin? Did I miss that? Because maybe I did. I don't know. But I was like, this is not what I would have chose for today. Um, what else did we see? There was just like a lot of poor footwear choices. Mm-hmm. Like, just so many high heels that I was like, ladies, I mean, respect if you can do it all day, but it's a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking steps. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like if you're at Derby and you're doing a lot of walking and you want your shoes to go with your outfit, I get that. But when you're at a racetrack, it's not about the fashion. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a way to coordinate your look. Like I get it. And if that's oh, yeah. what you I love mean, to do, obviously then we you, wore matching shirts. <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, but we also had very sensible shoes that oh, every day we were like. in a sensible shoe. They had to. I mean. Actually, the first day I wore my Jordans and the the blister gashes. Still, oh, my, oh my God, They're so here. deep. They're terrible. My business partner, Lindsay, yesterday I was walking up the stairs and goes, what in the hell happened to your <laughs> ankles? I was like, it's not good. She's like, that looks really painful. And the, you know what not... it looks like? It looks like the boogeyman tried to slash your ankles. No, it does look, yeah, it does look like they've been cut from behind. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a snap a pic and put that on the story. Yeah. Thing. So note to self and to anyone listening, don't wear a Jordan with a low cut, so- a high top Jordan with the low cut sock for the first time. Yeah. It's hard. It's you learned your lesson. I did. I learned my lesson early, though, mm-hmm. on a day with limited walking. My daughter, Eleanor, would say this. She was like, well, you made it a lesson, not a mistake. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. She's, She's so positive. Very insightful, that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, those were my, my absolutely nuts for people who were wearing leather, really. Yeah. That's just it. Just just leather. It was hot. I'm hot it's thinking hot. about them. Yeah. And I saw a lot of denim. Well, now, I know we're in Texas, and that's like... But Dan and I have said this for so long. It's like we just don't understand how people choose denim in a hot, sunny atmosphere. Because it's not like you see that this is the only place you see this. Like, Well, you need to clarify. These are not denim shorts. No, no, no. It's not denim shorts. Like denim pants. Like jeans. Like yeah. full-on jeans. And Some people don't love a short, they don't, And I get that, too. Like, I get it. But I would think denim wouldn't be the option when it's 90 degrees in Texas but then again, you know, 90 yeah. years in Texas, people... But then again, you know, we're not from Texas. Maybe that's their comfort. I don't know. But I saw just a lot of pant work. And yeah, I, a lot of pant work. I was surprised at the amount of pant work that was going on. I did love a breezy dress. You know, I was I wanted to maybe go that route, but I didn't bring the appropriate breezy dress. Oh, man. You know, but yeah. you win some, you lose some. I get it. Okay. And also, and absolutely not for me personally, was Charles Leclerc missing out on the podium. So close. So, so close. close. So close. 
An absolute yes, though, was hearing him speak in French, and I could cry right now thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I could. I could. You guys, I wish you could have been there in person just to see the happy smile spread across Daniel's face oh, when he was on. But he was so close to us. She could see him. Oh, he probably smells like an angel. I'm crying right now just thinking about it. And he was speaking French. And I, fun fact, I went to a French immersion school, so I could understand it. And it was beautiful and lovely. <laughs> and I was touched at my core. You know what we also did? Um, we got very curious of how tall. Oh, yeah, we did. We went on yeah, a full deep dive. We did. And don't worry, I'm going to be making a graphic about this soon. Um, you know how like in horses, it's like how many hands is the horse high? Yeah. We're going to do how many tires is the driver tall? <laughs> <laughs> we did find out that Yuki's the shortest. He's only 5'2". Five 5'1". Five oh, was it? Yeah, he's 5'1". Because I'm 5'3". And, and then like, there's a few that are six foot. Yeah, George but Russell. that's pretty much where they max out. Yeah. Lance Stroll. Mm-hmm. George Russell. There was one other person. But the majority of them are like 5'8". You know who's actually, who, I don't know if it was on that list, but Alex Albon is actually taller than Well, he wouldn't Charles be on Leclerc. the list. He's be- not on the list this year, but he'll yeah, be there. because he's not a racer right now. Um, but I did see he is playing golf with his golfer girlfriend and Charles and um, Ian Char- Poulter, I think. Charles and uh, Carlos love They're so, And Carlos is there playing golf too. Um, but Alex and Charles are next to each other and I'm like, Alex is... Well, Charles is only like five nine or five ten. Is it Esteban? Is he the other tallie? Yeah, tall one. Yeah. So we just found that was interesting because I was like, "Well, how tall are these boys?" Oh, well, I knew they weren't very tall. Yeah, but they just read a little bit taller than the actual stat, and I was well, like, "Well, that's because mm. I feel like a lot of people read taller in photos too, because especially if you're in a photo by yourself, you can you make someone really look really tall." That's true. I mean, Lewis is not very tall. No, he's five nine. No. Five, he's seven? five seven, which is also fine. Which is fine. Yeah, my husband always just says that I really like short guys. It's just like a running joke. It's how tall are you? I'm five eight and okay, okay. and three quarters. And three, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm five two in a little bit, and I ran up to five. Three. I really wanted to be five ten, like Cindy Crawford. Um, <laughs> but it's just like a running joke. And I was like, he's like, that's why you love all these F one drivers. And I was like, it's true. It's true. They drive fast cars. I'm into it. But yeah, but I was happy to know that Charles wasn't the shortest, so I could at least have that to yeah that feather in my cap. <laughs> oh, but he is just Trey's adorable, and super cutie. I know he's adorable <laughs> <laughs> in person. Oh, love him so much. Anyways, that's good. sorry. No, Things could get way okay. away from me. You're okay. All right, let's give Shannon her minute of Lewis love. Okay. Is he on your pole position this week? He is on my pole position this week. Okay, well, let's go. Yeah, so I'm going to start with who's on pole. He's on pole. Uh, I thought he did an amazing job driving. I mean, he had a great qualifying lap. Um, In qualities, he looked great. Find someone to love you the way Shannon loves Lewis Hamilton. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. So I'm saying not find someone thing. that talks about <laughs> you. The way, like the real love we all need is to have someone who talks about you on a recorded, like on a hot mic, mm-hmm. the way Shannon talks about Lewis Hamilton. She just really. It's true. I will. And I'll tell you why. Because it's not just his amazing ability <laughs> as a race car driver who is so passionate and so fierce and so just methodical in how he drives a car. And I really do appreciate how he does this. But it's also his off-the-track mentality that really gets me every time. Because I posted this yesterday on our stories about this um, uh, initiative that Mercedes did to bring in more children into F1 and to and engineering. And children in, uh, in like POC of, communities. Yes. Uh, uh, so, and it was, it was really neat. And he led the initiative. No, it's a really cool initiative. It's really yeah. fun. Um, and they're, you know, they're getting them into engineering and it's just, it's really cool. And Lewis puts on like this prosthetic face and like, yeah the, he went he did like undercover boss yes uh so the kids don't know that they're going to meet lewis but they go into this lab and lewis's car is there and the you know the tour guy's like the only person allowed to touch this car is lewis hamilton and in comes this you know older guy with glasses and a hat on and he's like hey kids and touches the wheel and this little girl in the video is like <gasps> he touched the car he can't touch the car and he's like i can touch the car because i'm lewis hamilton and the kids are like what and then he like peels off his prosthetics and it's the cutest they like they're squealing and this one I don't know if it's a boy or a girl I'm not really sure but this kid's crying like I met Lewis Hamilton <laughs> I'm like I would feel the same way little kid you're so lucky <laughs> um, 
But it was just, a, just the way that they did it. I mean, I legit teared up. I watched, I made my whole family watch it last night at dinner. <laughs> and actually, we made him watch it twice because I was like, because he's like. Did they not give you the reaction you wanted no, the first time? No, they did because they wanted to watch it again. I was like, same. Um, because did they? <laughs> they did. But the message behind it is Lewis was saying like, if you can see yourself doing something, then you can do it because I never saw myself being here, but if I can do it, then that means anybody can do it. But we want to give you true, though? the representation. I could see myself driving an F1 car, but I'm pretty sure that's never going to happen. But, but th- maybe, the fact you know, that there was the no manifest. representation of no, 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 I know. black that's kids growing I, up I and females growing up. And now that, you know, these kids have this, it's like, that was the whole point. No, of no, this. no I and get that. It was yeah. a beautiful message. And, and it is a great message. It's so good. So I loved it so much and I'm so proud of him. And then he also had this phenomenal photo shoot with the Washington or the um, was it Wall though? Street it Journal was magazine. so thirsty. It's a fucking photo shoot. Okay. <laughs> they highlighted him. Honestly, one of my joys in life is just give, rib- me, your, give me your microphone. Just, mute just you. ribbing <laughs> Shannon about Lewis Hamilton. Because your... I don't even really have huge feelings about this. She's going to turn me down. Turn her down so I can finish my Lewis minute. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I gave you so many minutes. So don't. You keep cutting me off. It's I, my. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I can I'm finish sorry. if you'd stop interrupting me. <laughs> So, <laughs> just these pictures are just great. I haven't read the article yet because I can't get past looking at all these pictures. Oh, I thought you just couldn't get past no. the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? Did you see the one on the side by side of him and Harry Styles both wore that oh, look? sequin, like suit? the tan, yeah, sequin suit? Yeah, no, I did not see the side by side. I'll send it to you. Okay, I'd like to see that. That'd I can post it too. on our stories too. But I someone shared that it's like the it may be the um, two girls F1. Um, they're oh, on, that guy, on Instagram yeah. um, and they have a podcast now too but which we should reach out I would love them on the show um, but be four I think, girls about <laughs> but then uh, they I think they did a side by side and it's like them oh that's great yeah I love that yeah so that was uh, he's just been doing great things and then he's in New York <laughs> right now um, he's actually doing some design work he was at uh, Alexander McQueen with Carly Cross she was there oh Carly Cross yeah yeah um, I don't know what they're clapping on, but they're doing something together. So I, I bet like, that they're doing something with her STEM initiative because, you know, she's really yeah. big into like kids coding. Yep. Um, and um, like women coding. Mm-hmm. I bet that they have some sort of like, you I know, think so too. they're both doing good things for the world type thing. 100 percent. Yeah, they are. So he's in New York. He loves New York. He's so happy there. And Shannon's already booked a flight for this weekend. I know, I'm trying to stalk him. He's like always a tourist. I'm like always a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Charles is just, uh, he was in LA. Yeah. And you know, um, looking chic as hell. Valtteri is in, uh, Napa. Oh, of Tiffany. course he is. But have you seen these photos? Because no, but they're kind of make me a little, they aim as a couple. I wish them all the love and light in this world, but they give me a little embarrassing vibes and I don't like to look at it cause it just makes me feel a little weird. They are hugging, but there's so much space between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. That's why I don't like, like it. They just don't look comfortable. No, I but know. did you know she was an Olympic athlete? Yeah. I didn't know she was an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And that's interesting. I mean, not that she would not be interesting if she wasn't, but I just didn't know that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't like the. I don't like to look at the stuff of them together because no. it just makes me feel a little uncomfy. It does. I don't know why, I and I don't, don't mean think... that in a mean spirited way. No. It's just my own personal reaction. I do think they just don't have like a chemistry. Yes, but I'm not sure either of them have it with anybody. Yeah, like... yeah. I don't think. Well, and I don't think that they run hot. You know, Correct. they're they're finite. Well, I don't yeah. think she is, but you know, she's Northern European. You know, I don't think they run hot no <laughs> they're even very just scooting by but you know love is love love is love. <laughs> love is love so you know i think that it's we wish wherever you wherever you can find it yeah that's absolutely <laughs> absolutely true that pole position went on for a long time i'm so sorry about that who gets your pole position um i don't know hmm. i mean always i mean pole position in my heart mind body soul is always charles leclerc but um I don't know, Checo maybe. Oh, that's a good one. Checo. I think like yeah. the fans were so excited. He had a great race. You know, he battled adversity. Also the fans running out onto the track after the race, which was like a scene out of a another apocalyptic movie grabbing onto the fences and stuff. But like there was so much excitement around him. So I think it was good. I yeah. think it was a very like, it was positive for the sport too. Because, you know, all those people, not everyone came to see him, but I feel like there was a lot of people moved to come. Right. 
Yeah. I think if we could give, um, I'm not going to call it driver of the day because I don't think this person drove the best, but I think if we give the who understood the assignment the most award. Daniel Ricardo. You guys, I didn't even say that. That was Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shannon got me to listen to this. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I he's the only F1 driver, I feel like, that does podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. So I listened to another yeah. one. Also, at some point, my husband cut me deep because I was <laughs> dogging on Daniel Ricardo, And I was like, he's just too much. And he looked at me through my soul and said, do you think he's too much because you're also too much? And I, that was a burn that's going to live in my head rent free for many years to come. <laughs> and then I listened to this podcast and I found that we aligned on a lot of things. And I, I also did not love that. And it hit deep. And those are some things I'm going to have to work out on my own. But, yeah. you know. Well, when you're ready. Come over to the papaya side where it's so sunny and bright all the time. Clearly, I should probably speak to like a therapist about like what I hate about myself is maybe manifesting in Daniel Ricardo. But he is like, you know, he did come strong. Yeah, it was a great interview. He did understand the assignment. He did. And I I don't want this to come across because like I'm, I'm a Daniel fan, but like just listening to him, to him speak as a person He's a great human being. Well, no, he's a and good he's a, representative of the sport. He's I a think great he's ambassador, a great for the ambassador sport. of the sport. Yes, so and he does do a lot to like grow the sport mm-hmm. in the United States. I think he's a good mover of that needle. Yes. So as much as he may not have things on the on the track that speak as loudly as he does, I don't think that we would have the growth in this country without Daniel. Ricardo. Oh, and I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I just yeah. think that we're maybe we're like the same positive magnets and. Mm-hmm. That, which could happen. A, it pushes yeah. away. But I do think that he's a great ambassador for the sport. I would never like take that away from him. And yeah. his gear is good. Gear is good. And he talks in that. Ed. He really did do a great job on. I mean, he did drive very, very well. Yeah, no, yeah he, he, he had a great did. race. He but um, but I do think he's a great ambassador of the sport. So I won't yeah. knock him on that. I just think he can be a little too much for me sometimes. Oh, I was just going to say, the, we could end it there. And then you said. The Dale Earnhardt <laughs> thing was really great. No, we can yeah. end it there. He's a great ambassador <laughs> of the sport. End scene. Yeah. As always. <laughs> Find me, find my hot takes on Daniel Ricardo on uh, Instagram at mm-hmm. F One Push Push. Find Shannon's love of Lewis Hamilton there as well. All things, and you guys sometimes I even post things that that don't involve Lewis or Daniel. No, you post. I feel like yeah. we both do a good job. You yeah. posted some Charlos things, and I, I said did. thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I I feel like I might have made this up. Um, he posted a picture of himself on a pool drinking a pina oh, colada, yes. and it was, I mean, you guys, the thirstiest of thirsty, but oh, I was thirsty. thirsty. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. But he, he offered was, us a pina colada. He said, do you like pina coladas? And I said, yes, yes I, I do. do. So then I thought, well, do they have a spicy pina colada? Because he's chilly, right? Oh. And then we could call it the Carlos. So guys, I think we just made a new drink, a oh, spicy we, pina. You know what we should make it for when we watch the Mexican Grand Prix? <gasps> And we'll, we'll oh, maybe we'll do a recipe reel. That's a great idea. All right. We'll, we'll oh, my God. My eyes are so big right now. Shannon's so ready. <laughs> She's brainstorming already. I got it. <laughs> um, we will be back next week to preview Mexico. Mm-hmm. Give you some fun stats on the track. Shannon will come through with lots of rabbit holes and uh, we will give our picks and predictions. But until then, please like, comment, subscribe. That's YouTube. But <laughs> rate and review us on Spotify or Apple, wherever you consume your podcasts. And until then, push, push. Push, push.